Hello, ghosty. Thank you for joining and welcome. This is your home for all things paranormal, the unexplained, terrifying, and more. Ghost stories and only scary stories from you. You are currently listening to episode 1.2. Episodes point two are our together in a cabin version. These episodes are more comedic and have commentary along with your stories. Episodes point are our alone in the woods versions. They are not for the faint of heart and highly story-based. Listen to both or listen to one. But I'm your host, Sarah, and we're starting now. Hi, I'm Sarawat. I'm your host. No, you're my husband and you're the guest. I'm the guest. Hi, my name is Sarawat. I'm Sarah's husband and I'm the guest. Do you have any experiences with the paranormal or anything scary? Probably, but I forget about it. I don't want to think about it. Nope. I mean, I, I know I've never had a scary experience. So how's your week been going? Weekend been going good. I don't think so. Why not? <laughs> you got sick from me just being sick. Yeah, I'm sick of you being sick. <laughs> <laughs> Not the point. But I was sick for about seven or eight days with a cold, and then you caught the same thing. Yeah. And I'm pretty confident it was from the trip we took right before it, so. I agree. Either way, Friday was good. Get to go out with my friend. My friends. One of whom is... 32, 32nd birthday, but he looked 19, so it's really fun. Is that a picture of him pole dancing on a Friday? That's from, oh, that's old picture from last year, but oh. we did not pole dancing on Friday. No, we did not. You guys did it pole dance. <laughs> no. Too many shots. Too many shots. Where'd you go get the shot? From the bar. Or his sin bag. <laughs> Yeah, the first two shots was from the sin bag. Then we go from the go to the bar. We eat potato ball. So good. So um I so we went to the Irish pub and we ordered ten potato ball. Twenty potato ball. And we ate them all. It was so good. I I can't remember what a potato ball is. It's like potato and cheese, right? I have no idea. It's potato fries. It's really good. I think I ate it one time when I went out with a co-worker i think i ate it one time but i had to take a military pill because i'm lactose intolerant friday because i was i was still sick i was home this was like right before you got sick and then i didn't really know what to do because you were out so i ended up watching both of the conjuring movies i loved it i really loved it I mean, I know they are very highly rated, but like being three in the morning alone, lights out, didn't stop me. Brave. I just put my crystal out. <laughs> it was okay. You were brave. 
Yeah. I was. I was brave. I'm going to go spend the next week watching all the rest of the universe. So I'll let you know how that goes. Okay, let me know. We got Ruby here too. A little pup. Ruby, have you had any paranormal experiences? She's not sure at the moment. She's trying to see if she can still taste the chicken in her mouth from one hour ago. This story is from Tank on Reddit. I was only around five or six at the time. Bear with me. I lived in a two-story house, my room being at the top of the stairs. I'd had a nightmare and decided to come down to my parents and sleep in their bed for the night. It was dark out, so probably between 12 a.m. to 3.45 a.m. So my house has a front door, duh, then a hallway. At the very start of said hallway, there was a room to the left and to the right. One was my parents' bedroom, and one was our front room used for storage and had a piano. As I walked down the stairs and hallway, I heard the piano playing. I don't even know why, but stupid baby me thought, oh, mom or dad must be playing the piano, which is something they never did. I reached the front door, and as soon as I poked my head through the front room doorway, the note cuts off. I then ran to my parents' bed and slept. Always think of this story whenever I hear paranormal or ghost. I'm not a superstitious person, but this has me stumped. Um, why does the music play? I'm <laughs> thinking of the piano from The Conjuring. Oh no. When like in the first one, they're in the basement and <laughs> the piano is just chilling down there. The piano man. What song is that? The piano man. Who sings it? I don't know. I don't know. I actually don't know. He sings the piano man. <laughs> he sings it. No, it was Billy Joel. Don't worry. It was just Billy Joel playing the piano man. That's all it was. Yeah. The weird thing is, why did you all have a piano, but nobody played the piano? Maybe you played the piano? Why do you have a piano, but you don't play a piano? Because I did play the piano. Maybe they did play the piano. Okay. That's possibility number two. They should sell it. They should sell <laughs> Shut up. I'm not selling my piano. <laughs> this was written by Kid Cootie on Reddit. It's titled The Woman and the End of My Bed. As an adult, I truly dislike horror movies. Don't get me wrong. I can enjoy thriller or mind bender, but just straight up gore or paranormal stuff gives me the willies. Just not a fan. I believe it stems from one experience in particular. When I was seven, my parents got divorced. By the time I was 11, both of my parents had remarried. I also have a sister three years younger than me. My dad had married his girlfriend, who also had daughters. They were older and always teased me for being such a scaredy cat. They'd jump out from behind doors just to watch me scream and crumple. We all had a good laugh about it, no harm done. In our condo, I had to share a room with my younger sister because older girls needed their own rooms. One night, when I was about 12 or 13, my sister was sleeping over at a friend's house, so I finally had the room to myself. I played Xbox, staying up late, and decided to go to bed around midnight. Once I flicked off the light, I jumped in bed and pulled the covers over me. That's when I saw her. 
out of the corner of my eye as I was rolling to my side to go to sleep. I gasped and sat upright, staring at the end of my bed. There was a woman, head hanging down, like she was studying what the footboard was made of, dark hair obscuring all of her facial features except for her very fair skin, her hands gripping the footboard just inches from my feet. My toes curled and I tried not to move. She didn't do anything. She never made a noise. She didn't reach for me. She was just there. I watched, holding my breath, unsure what to do. I didn't want her to attack me or something. I didn't want to get out of bed for fear of disturbing her. I decided the best course of action was to call for my dad as he would know what to do. I opened my mouth in an attempt to get some words out, but nothing. My eyes were still locked on her, a chill running down my spine. Finally, my hoarse voice got out, Dad, and she didn't move. I got a bit more courage and said, Dad, and again she stood still. I finally said, Dad, and turned towards the door, just slightly as I looked for the light to turn on outside my door. And when I realized I looked away, I quickly turned back and she was gone. My dad burst in, moments later, wondering what had happened. All I could tell him was that I had a bad dream. Needless to say, I didn't sleep much that night. That reminds me of me when I was younger. I was the one that was always scared and, you know, being a scary cat. And people would jump behind the door to scare me. Yeah, this exact same story. I would go sleep in my brother's room or my bigger sister room. Um, when they're away, but nothing ever happened. You you were like the middle child, though, right? Yeah, I was. I I am a middle child. Um, I usually sleep with my parent. It's a different culture there back in Thailand. But um, there's only two room in the house, and both of them are taken, and there's no empty room, so I stay with my mom, my dad. But then, like I say, when they are away, I just go in their room and sleep, do whatever I want, stay up late, go to bed late. But that never happened to me. If it does, oh, don't know what to do. We're recording this on the bed right now. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm kind of scared to look in front of me. I'm kind of scared to look in front of me. Well, there's no footboard here, you know. In the story, there's a footboard. There's no footboard here, so we're good. Do beds even have footboards anymore? I'm sure some. This story is from Yodium on Reddit. So I have a room in the basement of my parents' house. I do a lot down there. I play games on my computer, play my guitar, read books, and do everything a normal 19-year-old would do. For a while, I'd see movement up above the two little windows from my room, and it would horrify me each time because it was such a small area of our yard that was at that area. It was about four or five feet from the window until you'd hit the privacy fence, so why would anyone be over there? I could barely see the figure because my blinds were always down. One day, I was over in that area with my mom, weed whacking, and making sure it looked nice when she pointed out how you could look right past the blinds and see a perfect view of my room. 
This disgusted me because I now knew that someone was watching me at night for sure. I went out and bought a little .22 piece shooter of a varmint rifle just to have one in case I wanted to go out shooting or something maybe three months before all of this. So I had a firearm ready. That night and the following ones, I left my gun out of its case and rolled my blinds up so I could see outside. Then it happened. I was drifting off to sleep while watching a movie and I saw out of the corner of my sleepy eye movement out of my window. I quickly woke up and stared out in intensity and watched two feet and black sneakers and jeans plant firmly and aim at my window. I couldn't breathe for a second and started reaching for my gun as I yelled, I see you too. I see you. And I watched as the figure stayed still but moved. I aimed my gun and saw the dark shadow covered face of a bearded man and I heard him say, I see you too. I shouted out, I'll shoot you, hear me? And then he ran off. I couldn't really see him all that well. And while I was mortified for the month when I left for college, it stopped freaking me out as much. My mom got new cameras and handgun. No, that's not even right. Okay. My mom got new cameras and a handgun she was decent with, so I didn't really worry about that incident, and it fully slipped my mind by the time Christmas came. I moved home just a few weeks ago. I am still in that room in the basement with those two little windows. I didn't see anything, not that I was looking, but for the first night I came home and stored hard. I heard lightning maybe 15 or so times in the night and drifted off to sleep. Every couple of nights or so, I'd hear that loud, thunderous sound of lightning. Last week, I asked my mom if it was always thundering this much at night, and she said she had heard some loud sounds at night the last week, but didn't think it was thunder. It sounded more like construction, she told me, and I didn't really believe her until I had the weed whacker out in that little area this morning. Right between my two little windows were about 80 or so nails, nailed directly into the wall of the house. The letters spelled out Jonah, and a little mark like an apostrophe, which I could only guess was the start of an S, the final letter of my name. I've called the cops, and they've taken pictures, but I'm not sure if he can only see me at night or when his eyes stop looking. That's creepy. Baby, you have to you have to hold you have to talk in the mic. That's creepy. What would you do if someone did that to you? I don't I don't even know. I'm just like, why did the guy or the girl, whoever, have nails? Like who carries around nails with them? I keep thinking like superheroes that have origin stories. That's like a villain origin story the guy that carries around nails in his pocket and just hammers them in the walls how does the guy or girl know his name scary thing is that it could have been a friend or an enemy that knew his name going and stalking but more importantly if that's where you're sleeping and you can see somebody through the window like why would you why would you sleep you know what i would do i would 
sleep with my dogs, just park him in the windows, get some sort of light outside, see the light, turn it on, and it's like be very bright. I'm like, oh, they don't know what to do because it's so bright. You mean our dog? <laughs> our dog. I mean. Or, okay. This one was written by Forsaken Bunny on Reddit. It's titled Unlike Me, based off a true story. I went to sleep on my bed, the top bunk around 12 to 1 a.m. after everyone had already fallen asleep. I was in fifth grade and it felt like the normal day when I went to bed. I used to stay up finishing essays since my teachers signed a lot of work. I fell asleep with no problem, which is rather unusual as I have had insomnia for years now. Then it was 2 to 3 a.m. when one of the most traumatizing paranormal experiences I have ever had in my life took place. When I woke up, tears were already rolling down my face with my eyes watering in the pitch black darkness of my room. I was already sitting straight up when I woke up and had to lay back down after a while. Hyperventilating and extremely scared when I woke up, I tried calming my breathing as crying as my ears rang in the dark since I was crying in so much fear. I didn't know why I was crying or why I felt so scared, but I still felt scared anyways. I tried thinking of what I may have dreamt about that made me cry in my sleep, but I never remembered anything. At the time, it was normal for me to never remember any of my dreams, but I would remember my nightmares and sometimes my night terrors. Footsteps. I heard footsteps in my room, beginning from my room door, which I always locked at night with the door fully shut. They began from my closed room door, and I felt an extremely negative energy the entire time, even right when I woke up. Now I could tell it was a negative presence of some sort as I counted the footsteps in my own head. One, two, three. This was the most negative presence I had ever felt in my entire life. I was considering the possibility of it being a demon. One, two, three. They stopped. The footsteps had stopped right at my bedside, right next to where my head was laying. Just breathe. Pretend you are asleep. My thoughts were racing and my heart was pounding as it became harder and harder to breathe. I was sweating, which I never even sweat if it's 100 degrees Fahrenheit because I become cold extremely easily. No matter how much I tried to get one or two thoughts to soothe me or put me at ease, I still felt how strong it was and it scared me deeply because of its true intentions. Its negative energy feels almost like it would be the equivalent of your own murder, standing hunched over your corpse, breathing heavily over your precious face that it so deeply aspires to have, to take, or to steal. I could feel its eyes on me as if I were looking down on me. This must mean this demon is very tall. I mentioned I slept on the top bunk, didn't I? The demon stood there for what felt like a minute or two, and then... One, two, three. I thought it was gone, but I was wrong as the demon walked around my room and tried hiding itself from me. I could no longer tell exactly where it rested or hid from me. During this entire encounter, my neighbor's dog kept barking and barking even louder and louder. When I realized that the demon was still in the room, but it was hiding from me, 
I felt as if it was aware that I knew that it was there and that I knew exactly where it was. I felt this way because it was all of a sudden when it walked around my room that I couldn't tell where it was exactly in my room. And sure enough, after a couple of minutes in the dark, a light emitted from my sister's phone on our old white desk that we used to have. Her phone was and had been charging since she put it there before she went to bed. I looked down from the top bunk to see that her phone was what was making all that light in the room. I immediately knew that the demon was at the phone as I watched it turn all the way on, unlocking the screen, going straight to YouTube, pausing the video, and playing it, etc. It would continue to act like this for the next minute as no one was standing anywhere near a phone. Then after that minute, I lay in darkness, trying to decide what to do about the situation. After about 10 minutes with no sign of the spirit besides the negative energy I felt, I gained enough courage to find my phone on my bed and text my mom, who at the time scolded me for believing in such nonsense. I spam texted her as she was ignoring my messages and she finally answered very angry and annoyed. Our conversation through text messages was making me frustrated. She automatically blamed it on sleep paralysis even though it wasn't that. If it were sleep paralysis, I would have been paralyzed in sleeping. She didn't try to understand me or even try to at least seem like she cared about how frightened I was. I then became brave enough to turn on my phone flashlight and go turn on my room light. I hurriedly ran down my ladder to my room light and flicked it on and let out a huge breath that I was holding without noticing. Unlocked the door, basically ran to her door in our small hallway in our apartment. At first, I politely knocked quietly as it was around 3 a.m. She just told me to leave her alone, and I begged her to come out as I kept knocking louder and louder until she got up. In the hallway, I argued with my mom as she was really mad at me for waking her up over something dumb and all in my head. She's clearly being stubborn and closed-minded, and it was affecting our relationship and myself greatly. All she did was scold me and was about to slam her door in my face saying I should go back to bed. My younger sister, who is about five years younger than me, walks anxiously into the tense and heated argument between me and my mother. Her eyes are watery and wide. Keep in mind, my full-blood sister and I have hated each other for years and do not get along at all. She would never show true fear in front of me unless it was unbearable to not show her fear. My sister now has extreme anxiety. Mom, she said. What? My mother responded extremely annoyed and angry. She was about to close her room door, but my sister said nothing more, so my mom rolled her eyes as she came back into the hallway. She then looked at my sister and said, What? My name screamed, my sister said. When? My mother had a confused look on her face because she never heard me scream, and she looked directly at me as I spoke. What do you mean I screamed? After my response, my sister said, You just screamed in the middle of the night and it woke me up and I got scared. My sister said something along those lines and saw that my face was most definitely confused. I didn't scream. What do you mean you heard me scream? I said. I don't know, but I heard you scream, she said while on the verge of tears, but they were clearing up as we were confused. My mom cut her off and started arguing with me some more. Start arguing with me some more. But mom, wait, my sister said, exasperated and seemingly out of breath, even though she hadn't said much the entire time. 
what? My mom has finally had it with us and just wants to go back to bed. My sister looked at me in the eyes with her eyes watering, and you could just tell she was saying the visible truth. It didn't sound like you. It, it never occurred to me that... spirits could be sensed on technology like the phone screen and the phone recognizing the face i don't know how technology senses that a human or person is there but that's terrifying to think that i was gonna say so the demon was watching youtube that would it say right yeah, apparently. <laughs> like, specifically open YouTube and started playing the videos on <laughs> YouTube. <laughs> what do you think the demon was watching? My name is Jeff. <laughs> what? Who's Jeff? My name is Jeff. What's that? It's from 21 Jump Street. But some popular YouTube videos that the demon would have been watching. Hi, it's Fred. You don't know this? No, I don't know that. I've never seen 21 Jump Street. How do you think the ghost knew her phone password? You know, ghosts can read mine. What? Ghosts can read mine. How do you know that? My friend, I don't know. Maybe she didn't have a password. If it was like this slide and unlock or like an old, you know, Apple iPod touch or something, maybe you didn't have a password. Yeah. How would you feel if if a uh, uh, ghost could see what was on your phone? It can see everything, but my dog, my wife, the ghost, they can see all my work schedule and my text messages with my coworker and stuff. I'd want the ghost to see my to-do list so he could wash dishes while I was sleeping. This one is from Aditya. It was through email. And aside with my encounter with a ghost at Memorial. Hi, my name is Aditya, or Addie, and I would like to share my first paranormal encounter with you. It was chilly as December in India. When I was a kid, seven years old, my father's friend, who was Christian, invited us to a memorial of his grandfather. We were there, and I started to play with his daughter. While playing, we wandered somewhere. When we looked around, we were in some overgrown part, and there was a mausoleum. We saw some white things sitting on it. It started to become more clear it was a woman. It jumped on us, screaming. After that, my memory is blurry. We were hugging and crying. Suddenly, something black got in its way, and what happened further, we don't know how we were in the... Okay, I gotta do that whole thing. After that, my memory is blurry. We were hugging and crying. Suddenly, something black got in its way, and what happened further, we don't know. We were in the car. Our parents told us that they found us passed out in the prayer hall. We still think about who saved us and carried us to the prayer hall. I hope to meet my Savior one day and thank him. Hope this gets your attention. With regards, Aditya. I think in like cemeteries, the mausoleum sometimes holds like, the graves and bodies in a building. Sometimes it can also just be like an area to go pray. I I don't know exactly. 
I guess the lesson here is just don't go into mausoleums What's or near mausoleums. It's in the Far Abai song. What's a mausoleum? Okay, I was right. And a, a cemetery mausoleum is a traditional, it's an alternative to a traditional underground burial. It's a final resting place above the earth. It contains one or many crypts or burial spaces. Stars, that means they're lying in the grass at a cemetery next to the mausoleum <laughs> of the above-ground bodies. <laughs> What's wrong with Fallout Boy? Many things. Don't, Don't randomly walk over to mausoleums. Don't go to the mausoleum. Especially don't lay in the grass next to the mausoleum. This one was written by the real Rorschach on Reddit, who actually created our theme song. I don't have many. I tend to be very analytical and look at paranormal events with an entirely unique view. That being said, there is one event I can't really explain. I wasn't the victim. My sister was. I, for one, don't think it actually happened. My family and I had a shared hallucination. So for one night, when I was maybe 10 years old, woke up to my mother screaming. I come out of my room, which was on the ground floor, across from my mother's room at the base of the stairs. I go out and look up the stairs at my mother screaming and grabbing at my sister, 17 years old. who was just in her doorway, which was directly at the top of the stairs in the only room up there. She was levitating, like a few inches off the floor, and had handprints on her throat, like literal intentions and bruising. My mother grabbed her leg as if to give her a big hug, and she fell to the floor. I don't remember much else other than my mom telling me to go back to my room, which I did, being the frightened little boy I was. I tried listening, but the sound was too muffled. But I could hear them crying and mumbling, then I eventually fell back asleep. We always joked about that house being haunted until then, and they even named the ghost Bob. But after that night, we didn't joke about it anymore, and we promptly moved out. Bonus. Side notes on the house. The house was very old, at least 150 years, with almost everything all original and was on a lot of land. It was a fixer-upper we had gotten for super cheap. When we first moved in, my sister and I went exploring in the old barn that was just behind the house. I remember it being littered with trash, blankets, and really old rusty miscellaneous tools. When we went out further and into the little wooded area, and found an odd, perfectly circular clearing in the middle of this peculiar wood area. The grass was all dried and dead in this clearing. I remember my sister saying she felt weird there, like something wasn't right, and she wanted to go back. I was excited and exploring, so I egged her on to continue. We then found a much smaller barn shed structure further in the woods. This one was even more dilapidated, but not nearly as trashed. Almost as if it had been untouched since the people who built it hundred something odd years prior. We tried to open the door, but it appeared to be locked. My sister started feeling worse. After her insisting we return home, I caved and followed her back. When we got back to the clearing, there was a rope hanging from a tree. But not just a rope. It was fashioned into a noose. It's not even the weirdest part. The rope wasn't there the first time we came through the clearing. 
This took place maybe a month before my sister being held up by her throat. I remember because we hadn't even finished unpacking everything. This one really startles me. I feel like buying a 150 years old house is not a good idea in the beginning. If I were to buy a house, it got to be brand new, you know, got all the solar um, options and everything. That's the kind of house I'm going to get. Well, you know that even if you build a new house, it could be on old land. So it could be like people buried under your house. Well, technically all land is old. You know? Having a new house doesn't mean anything. It's more about the land you're on sometimes. Okay, I see. I I need a I need to follow up on this story because they had the last experience of going outside and the news when they were still unpacking and then about a month later the sister was levitating and then they moved so like before you moved into this house or after you lived in this house was there still paranormal activity or anything strange going on or was it just in this house yeah, we need we need the follow up story. I'm, I am more like the sister. Exploring is fun, but if I say something, if I see something odd, like um, the perfectly circle clear grass, I was like, Mm-mm, I'm gonna turn back. I'm not gonna touch it. I'm not gonna mess with it. You know, I'm 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 that kind of person. I would say that it's like a crop circle and the aliens have been there, but like, I don't know. It seems more, more sinister than that. Yeah, it could be anything. It could be anything for the ritual, you know what I'm saying? When she's levitating, could it have been Darth Vader? The four stones in you. Levitating. This was written by Mike, sent through email. It's titled Haunted. I held the candle in front of me as I creeped down the hallway. The flickering light causes shadows to jump all around me like a horde of evil spirits. They flit about at the edge of my vision each time I try to catch sight of one. It evaporates. I tremble as I hear the sound again. My feet drive me inexorably towards it, against my will. Before I can protest, I'm standing in front of the door. The sound is clearer now. It's an old typewriter clacking. I reach for the knob and the sound ceases. I hesitate, wondering what the mystery typist has in mind for me. The glow on my candle bays the doorknob in an eerie light. I reach for it, half expecting it to be locked, but it swings open. I steal myself for whatever horrors lie within and step through the doorway. Empty. It looks like no one has been in this room for ages. A faint recollection stirs in the back of my mind, but I can't put a name to it. In the corner is an old typewriter on a small desk. The whole thing is dusty, as if it hasn't been used in years. Wait a minute. The keys are dusty, too. I gently blow on them, and I'm rewarded with a small cloud. That's not possible. I lean closer to see a fresh piece of paper with a sentence waiting to be read. Get out of my house! Chills run down my spine. I've run downstairs more than happy to oblige the offended spirit. I've reached the front door at a full sprint, 
but it's locked. I run for the back door, locked too. Every door and window is sealed by some supernatural means. I sit with my back to the front door. If you want me out, why are you keeping me in? I shouted to the spirit. It doesn't respond. In my darkest moment, a sound calls out to me, familiar yet somehow different. Against my will, I'm drawn back upstairs to the same room. As a typewriter clacks, I determine to catch the mysterious typist. I fling open the door, only to find the room empty again. Strangely, the typewriter is now an electric model. Go away! The page reads over and over. My ire rises inside of me. I will not go away. This is my house, and I'll not be chased off by some stupid ghost. I'm suddenly struck by a vision. I lay in bed in the same room. My wife sits beside me, begging me to let her send for a doctor, but I'm too stubborn. She holds my hand to her cheek, tears streaming down her face as the life fades from my eyes. I'm yanked back to the present by a startling revelation. I'm the ghost. So it's basically about different dimensions. I got chills. I got chills. <laughs> I get chills from this one because it actually opens up a whole idea about the paranormal living in different dimensions. And it makes me think if you're a ghost and you can live in a different dimension, can humans also live in other different dimensions and the ghost and the paranormal and in like this dimension is just like humans living in another dimension also in the same year it gave me chills if you like our theme song it was created by the talented the real rorschach if you have stories to email us you can email at hellogostypodcast at gmail.com or post to our Reddit page, paranormal underscore HG podcast. Also, make sure to follow for updates on Instagram and TikTok under Hello Ghosty Podcast. Goodbye.